Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Proverbs chapter 1, and we'll start reading at verse 7. If you could put that up for me on the screen so everyone can get a look at it. It's good to have my youngest brother with us tonight, Andrew Dale Christman. Your namesake sitting behind you, Timothy Dale Christman. Praise the Lord. Glad that you're here tonight. It's good to see you. Amen. Are you ready to preach with me for just a little bit? I know it's hot. It's getting hot in here. Anybody notice that? No? Okay, well, I just... I just let you know. Okay. Um, the air conditioner froze up, and uh, Brother Smith's been working trying to get it uh, to come back on, and it, it, it will not. So um, we can have somebody come look at it tomorrow, but that don't help right now. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's all right. That's right. We could we could use a little sweating if I have any water left in me to sweat. <laughs> I think I already sweat it all out. All right. Verse 7, everybody read it with me. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So if you're trying to learn without the fear of the Lord, you're just going to have to you're just going to teach yourself how to be a fool. Because there is learning that's not in the wisdom of God. How many know there the, the Bible calls them ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Let me say amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. Let me say that's the beginning. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. There shall be decorations upon you. Hear the instruction of your father. And if you look up that word instruction, it means chastisement, correction, rebuke. Somebody say, hear it. Is anybody ready to hear it? Amen. I'm going to hear the instruction of my father, the chastisement of of my father the correction of my father amen all right i'm going to preach to you on this subject tonight if the the holy ghost will allow me humble yourself under the mighty hand of god and he will lift you up amen humble yourself under the mighty hand of god and he will lift you up. Amen. Let's pray. God, we're thankful, Lord, for your word. We're thankful, God, for, for your spirit that we feel in this house tonight, Lord. God, I just pray that you would have your will and way, Lord, in everything that's said and done. God, I pray that those words that flow forth from my mouth would only be under the direction of the Holy Ghost. I pray that you would anoint every eye to see, every ear to hear, every heart to be understanding of your word. I pray, God, that you would take us beyond ourselves right now just for a little while, God. I pray that your anointing would rest upon me to preach your word, to instruct your people. I pray, God, that you would unction me, Lord, into a vein of the anointing, God, that would lead me straight to the heart 
of this people. And I'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools, he says, despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is something that has been lost uh, in our generation. Amen. The fear of the Lord, the Bible tells us, is the beginning of knowledge. The moment that you receive the fear of God is the moment that you start learning. The moment that you receive a healthy fear of the Lord is the moment that God is able to teach you something. Amen. He's able to, to pour it into your life. Psalms 111 and 10 says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And good understanding have all they that do His commandments. Amen. The Bible tells us in two different places that the fear, three different places. It also says it in Proverbs 9. It says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Learning, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Amen. How many know that we need to develop a healthy fear of God? Amen. Fear, uh, a spirit of the fear of the Lord. Amen. When the Bible talks about the fear of God, he's not necessarily talking about a spirit of fear where that we're just afraid all the time, where we can't get any sleep or we can't get uh, uh, anything done because we're constantly in fear. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about a reverence for God. A respect and honor for God. Amen. Uh, a, a respect that goes beyond uh, uh, humanity. It goes beyond just having a respect or a healthy like for another person. Amen. It goes beyond just a relationship with, with your brethren. Amen. How many know it's a, it's a heavenly given feeling to have a, a, a fear of God and a reverence of God. A, a healthy fear of God and His Word and His commandments commandments and the judgment of God and the fury of God and the anger of God and understanding all that he's capable of. Amen. And all that, that, that he's capable of doing in our lives for us and against us. Amen. Uh, understand tonight that if you're in this place and, and you haven't gotten your heart right with God, you should have a greater understanding and fear of God when you leave this place because he let you step in the house of God. He let you feel his presence. He gave you one more opportunity to get your heart right with God. That is the God that we serve. Somebody say amen. Understanding who he is will help us have a greater fear of God. Somebody say amen. How many want to know who he is? Amen. I don't want to just know about him. I want to know him. Amen. I want to know him personally. Amen. The Lord tells us that we can know him. 
that, that, that we can know the unsearchable, that we can know the unknowable, that we can know the God of heaven. Romans 11, 33 and 36 says this, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of wisdom and, and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been His counselor, or who hath first given to Him, and it shall be recompensed unto Him again. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Let me say that again. For of him and through him and to him are all things. For of him and through him and to him are all things. Everything that you can see with your mind, with your eyes, everything you look around you, everything that you can see on this natural planet with your eyes was made by him. All, all, all the things that you enjoy that this earth has to offer. Amen. All the good fruits of the earth and, and all the blessings of a sunrise and, and all the, the blessing of the fresh dew on the grass and the blessing of a summer rain and a summer harvest and all that we enjoy on this earth, all the serenity of a relationship with your family and your children, of enjoying the fruit of your labor. Everything is of him and from him and to him. It's all from God. It was all made by God and it will all return to God when it's all said and done. Somebody say amen. Amen. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. I'm going to tell you, the enemies of God that exist on this planet right now, they were made by God. Come on. The people that love God and are serving God, they were made by God. All the powers that be, the sunrise, the earth, and the fullness thereof, it was made by God. It was made by Him and and for him and without him was not anything made that was made. I'm going to tell you today this generation wants to exclude God from the vocabulary. They want to exclude him from the schools. They want to exclude him from the family. They want to exclude him from government. They want to exclude him from the financial process. But I want to tell you today that he is in all things and he is through all things and he is to all things. He is the God of heaven, and by him all things consist. All things. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. Colossians 1, 15 through 19. For by him, somebody say by him, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the pre eminence or the superiority for it hath pleased the father that in him should all fullness dwell somebody say it's all in jesus it's all in Jesus, the fullness of the Godhead. It's all in Him. Come on. How many know it's all in Jesus? From Genesis to Revelations, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. He is the, the God of all that are living and the God of all that are dead. He is the God of all creation. How many know Him? Does anybody know Him? Understanding who he is helps us have a greater reverence and fear of what he's capable of. When God speaks his word, how many know when it's written, whenever it was spoken, the moment that the first words uttered out of the voice of God, Amen. He said, let there be light. And the Bible says, and there was light. 
Come on. And then he created the heaven. And as he began to speak it, and the earth, and ever, the word as he spoke it out, everything that the word carried, all the details and the definition of everything that was in the mind of God. When the word of God was spoken forth, all that was in the mind and the heart of God began to come to fruition in the earth. Come on. How many know that everything that we see is because of the word of God? Everything that we experience is because of the word of God. His word will endure forever. His word is from everlasting to everlasting. His word is forever settled in heaven. How many know that once he's spoken it, it will not change. It's not going to change for this generation. It's not going to change for the next generation. It's not going to change for for you or for me, but it's going to endure the generations of all humanity. And one of these days, every one of us are going to stand before Almighty God and give an account for the way that we lived. I don't know about you, but when I stand before Him, I want my heart clean. I want my heart pure. I want my sins washed away. I want to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Somebody say amen. How many want to be washed in the blood of the Lamb? Every person on the earth has a They have the ability to choose. God has blessed mankind with the power. You got something you like to say, darling? Don't turn me down. Turn me up. Turn me up and open these doors up. Amen. We'll put a speaker out there and just preach to Grand Avenue. What's wrong with that? Praise God. Every one of us are given a choice. Amen. Every one of us have a responsibility to God. If all things are made by him and for him, you were made by him and for him. Amen. If we have breath in our lungs, we have a purpose to fulfill on this earth. Somebody say amen. We have, a, there, there is a, whether you understand it or not, know it or not, believe it or not, you, God has, there is a God-given purpose for every soul that's walking on this planet. Every soul, whether we believe it or not, or what, even the worst of criminals, I believe, has a God-given purpose. Amen. He made it all, he created it all, and it's all for him. Come on, somebody. Now, we know that there's a devil out there. There's an adversary, Satan. We know that he tries to twist everything that God does. And he tries to steal away the call of God. And he tries to steal away the plan of God and the purpose of God and the power of God. But I'm going to tell you today, uh, he can't take what you won't let him have. Come on, if you've made up your mind that you're going with God, there's nothing that he can do about it. He can't take what you're not willing to give him. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you in the word here in a minute. Amen. God is, God is expecting us to take a stand. Amen. Some of us need to take a stand for our own lives. For our own families. 
Amen. We need to make up our minds today that I'm going to submit myself to the plan and will of God. Amen. That is a conscious decision that we have to make. Too many people think, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer and I'm just going to get my sins forgiven and then I'm going to go on doing what I want to do. That's not the way it works. And if somebody taught you that, if you're watching online, that's false doctrine. Amen. That's not going to save you. The only way that you're going to be saved is if the will and the plan of God from this day forward is fulfilled in your life and you walk it out until you take your last breath on this earth. The only way that you're going to be unsaved is you're going to endure to the end. You're going to walk it out. No matter what life brings, you're going to have faith in God. Amen. feel an unction on me tonight. Amen. I feel an anointing that settled on me all day long, would not leave me alone. And I said, Lord, if you want to, if you want me to get there to preach, you better make a way because I'm not fast enough. I got done an hour ahead of time, blew my time out of the water. I was sitting, taking a, taking a lunch at 4.30. I had to because I had to wait on a 5.30 pickup. Amen. I, I sat for a half an hour, read my Bible, studied out a little bit, prayed some. Come on. How many know God will make a way where there seems to be no way? He might. Hey. Joshua said, I want you to make the sun stand still. Isn't that what he said? He commanded the sun to stand still. And the Bible says it stood still. Maybe time stood still today. I don't know. Because I'm not that fast. All right. Here we go. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Okay? The young people, you need to listen to your elders. <clears throat> Come on, listen to your elders. They know something. Man, it's quiet. There's a lot of fanning going on. Listen to your elders. If somebody with gray hair is talking to you about life, listen up. Amen. And if they don't got gray hair, they probably colored it. <laughs> Woo! Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Okay. Let me... He said, be clothed with humility. What is humility? Humbleness. What is humbleness? Humility. We're just going in circles. Somebody come up with a different word. Meekness? Non-proud? Humility is a lowness or a poorness of spirit. Of mind. Okay? It's a lowness of mind. Be clothed with humility. Okay? That means that you're not above anything. You're, you put yourself below. Amen. God don't put you below. Understand me, there's a difference. He's saying, you need to humble yourself. Be clothed with humility. Clothing is something that you put on. Somebody say, put it on. Get dressed. Amen. You know, you can tell by looking at somebody a lot of times whether they're proud or they're humble. Amen. You can tell a lot of times. But he says, put it on, a lowness, a, 
a humbleness, a, a meekness. Amen. And then he says, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Okay, remember we talked on Sunday about Jonah. How that Jonah got a word from the Lord. He got a word from God. And, and uh, it was clear to him exactly what God wanted him to do. And he heard the word and he got up and went the opposite direction. Amen. He, he exercised his own mind and thought process and said, I'm going to make a decision that I don't want to do what God's asking me to do. Amen. How many know that's pride? Regardless of where, why you did it or why you said you did it, if you refuse to do what God's asking you to do, it's because you're not low enough. Come on, it's because you think you know, or there's things that you want, or there's things that you desire that you can't have by doing it that way. But we have to understand something, uh, that God asks us to lower ourselves so that we can receive from Him, because there is blessing and honor ahead of you if you listen to God's way. There is blessing and honor and anointing ahead of you if you do it God's way. Come on, if you do it God's way, there's health and healing, there's restoration, there's power, there's anointing amen but if if you do it your way God resists the proud so when you refuse God he refuses you all right so uh, God asks you to to do something uh, to come to him he's pulling on you drawing on you Giving you multiple words, speaking into your life. You know, God just don't speak for no reason at all. I think sometimes we get so familiar with the voice of God. We can feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We can feel the power of God moving amongst us. And we can actually feel the word of God going forth. That's eternal. And that, that carries with it eternal ramifications. Amen. We're not playing a game here tonight. This is not a game. When God speaks a word, it's an eternal word. And it means something. God just don't utter his voice so that we can just sit back and prop our feet up and decide, well, I just don't know if I'm ready to do that. I'm going to tell you right now, if you resist God, that, that if you look up the word used for God resisteth the proud, it means he takes up warfare against them. It means that the moment that we resist the word of God in our life, then God takes up warfare against you because you are now an enemy to the will and the plan of God. You are now an enemy to the purpose of the Lord in the earth because you're doing the opposite of what God told you to do. And I'm going to tell you right now, if that's your lot, you are in danger of hellfire. You're in danger of judgment. You're in danger of the hand of God coming against you. And I'm going to tell you, not under my watch. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to preach the fear of the Lord because I want you to be saved. I want you to be saved. Amen. You're going to have to crawl over a hundred sermons to go to hell under my watch. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to preach for you. I'm going to hear the voice of God for you because I love you. I care for you. And I want you to be saved. This is no joke. Amen. I need a healthy fear of the Lord. Somebody say, I need a healthy fear of the Lord. Lift your hands right now and say, God, I need a healthy fear of God. I, I want a spirit of the fear of the Lord to fill my life, God, to fill my thought process. God, to help me to make decisions, to help me to navigate my life from this point forward. He resists the proud. That means he takes warfare against you. I don't know about you, but I don't want God fighting against me. Life's hard enough. I want him fighting for me. Joshua went out and was praying about what he's going to do to fight Jericho. Because we feel like God's on our side. No, you're wrong. 
God's on his side. <laughs> come on, somebody. God's not on your side. Some of us, we, 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 we want to come to God. We, wanna, we want him to bless our life, bless everything that we do. We pray that, that, that he'll, he'll bless us uh, in everything that we do, regardless of what it is. Lord, just bless me. I'm going to go and I'm going to make my own plan in my own way, but I just want you to bless it. That's not the way it works. God's got the plan. It's his plan. Somebody say, it's his plan. It's his way. Or the highway. Amen. Joshua was going out to fight Jericho. It was ordered of the Lord. They just crossed the, the Jordan River. And he's, he's out by himself praying. And all of a sudden there's a captain of the Lord's host standing in front of him. The angel of the Lord. Joshua's like, huh. Are you for us or against us? You know what the angel said? Nay. I'm the captain of the Lord's host. I'm not for you or against you. I'm the captain of the Lord's host. In other words, telling Joshua... You make up your mind what side you're on. And I'll let you know what the plan is. Because the moment he said, uh, 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 well, how do we take Jericho? The, the, the angel told him exactly what to do in order to get victory in that area of his life huh? over Jericho. Amen. Some of us are wanting victory in our lives, uh, victory over addiction, victory over circumstance, uh, victory over all these different things, uh, but we're still wanting to do it our way. And as long as we're wanting to do it our way, there will be warfare against you so that you'll be broken, so that you'll be low enough to receive God's way. Now, how many know that we need to humble ourselves, humble ourselves, humble ourselves? He says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. The lifting up is God's job. Our job is to what? Humble ourselves. You know what our responsibility is here tonight? To humble ourselves. Submit yourself under the plan and the purpose of God. Is it eight o'clock? Oh my gosh. Can I say that in the microphone? <laughs> wow, I've been preaching for a half hour. Feels like five minutes. Nobody said anything. Elbow your neighbor and tell him, humble yourself. That's your job. Amen. God will speak his word. God will show you the plan. Come on. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He will. He will continue to be God. He will be God regardless of what you face in your life. He will be God in your life. Come on. If you humble yourself. Come on. You can't have all the blessing and the provision of the Lord if you're not humbled under his mighty hand. If you're going your own way, doing your own thing, dead set on running yourself to destruction. I'm going to tell you tonight, the plan and the will of God is not with you. The only way it's with you is if you humble yourself. 
yourself under the mighty hand of God. If you get under the plan, under the word, submit yourself under the laws and the commandments of God. Submit yourself under your pastor and the authority and spiritual authority in this house. And God will bless you. God will lift you up. James 4, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. You know what grace is? Yeah, it's, it's favor. It, it's, a, it's, a real, it's a crazy thing with God because anybody that tries to do it themselves, under their own power, their own authority, their own will, they're, they're going to be destroyed. But somebody that humbles themselves, the grace of God covers their life. Amen. And what they can't do in their own strength, God does for them. Because he's God. And they're humble. Come on. They do his commandments. They obey his word. And I know it's not great and flashy. And I know people look at our lifestyle and the way that we live. And they think, man, those people don't have any fun at all. But you don't understand some things. You don't understand the blessing and the purpose of God that I feel on a daily basis. You don't understand the blessing and the gift of family that I enjoy on a daily basis. You don't understand the grace and the mercy of God that I live under on a daily basis. Come on, somebody. There is promise in living for God. There is joy in living for God. There's peace. There's long-suffering. There's mercy and grace in living for God. Humble yourself. And he'll give you grace. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give somebody a word here tonight. You need to receive it. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. We, we read this passage of Scripture, just we read it through like it's uh, too quickly. We don't really just, we don't ponder the words that he's speaking. He's telling us the way to victory and deliverance. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. There's two steps to deliverance. Two steps to total deliverance. And it works. Submit yourself to God and resist the devil. Do you realize, I don't think we realize what happens choices that I want everybody just to focus on me for five more minutes, please. Choices in this life, they come so quickly. They, 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 uh, we make so many choices on a daily basis. We don't really uh, very, very many times ponder the ramifications or the consequences. But every decision is important. Every conversation is important. Every word that you say is important. Everything that you do with your hands, every thought you think with your mind, everything is important. It's important. If it wasn't important, the enemy wouldn't work overtime to get you to not worry about it. Come on. Trying to, trying to get us caught up in life and not really worry about where we're headed until it's too late. He says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. I don't think we really understand what happens when a decision is made. Okay, when, when, when we're making decisions, we are the king of our life. We are, every one of us. We, 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 we are the master here. We, we're the one, it's our life. Somebody say, it's my life. 
Say it seriously. It's my life. This, this, is, this is my life. This is the only one that I get. This is the only chance that I get. This is my life. I am the king of my life. I make the decisions. I make the decision what I look at, what, what I say, what I allow to ponder in my mind, what I watch, what I hear. Come on. I, I make the decision every day what I'm going to put my hand to do. If you could see the world around you, if you could see, it talks about Jesus creating the visible and the invisible. There are things happen around us that we have no clue. There are things attached to us that if we knew they were attached to us, we would get detached. You know how something can attach to your life? Let me tell you how they attach to your life. Whenever you have a temptation, okay, there is a, how many know that when there's a temptation, there is a heavy push on you? To do something, all right? There, there's a heavy, it's, it's pressure. It's like, a, it's like a pressure comes on you to try to get you to do something that you don't necessarily want to do. Amen. It's, it's, it's appealing to your body, your members, uh, whether it's alcohol, drugs, or sex, or, or pleasure, whatever, some kind of pleasure. It's, 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 it's ministering to your body. It's trying to get you to fulfill something in your body that it wants you to fulfill. And I want to tell you, not every, not, not every one of uh, the things that you do comes from within you. How many know that they are appealing to what's within you? But that force to push you, to try to get you to do something, that's coming from a spirit. Come on, we have to understand that there are forces working against us. Forces of darkness, wickedness. Come on, there are forces of sin. There are The kingdom of darkness is working overtime to try to steal our children, steal our families. Come on, steal our marriages. Putting pressure on people to try to get them to do unthinkable things. And when you yield to it, you submit to it. You say, I I'm not going to deal with that pressure anymore. I'm just going to do it. You do it. And then you feel the condemnation. You feel the judgment. Come on, when you're coming out, how many know every time you sin, it takes you a little bit deeper into it. The only way to get out of the feeling of condemnation and judgment is to do it again. And so we do it again. Amen. Not understanding that there are spirits that are attaching themselves to us. Amen. Attaching themselves to our lives. And we have to understand every time we make a decision, every time that we yield, uh, we acquiesce to submitting to what they want us to do. In turn, we are resisting God. Okay. So when you make a decision, you are submitting to something. Somebody say amen. The Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. All right, he's not talking about half-hearted submission. He's not talking about half-hearted uh, giving yourself uh, to God. He's not talking, he's talking about lowering yourself under God, saying, This is no longer my life. This is no longer, I'm not going to do it my way. I've tried it my way. I I'm going to do it God's way. And if God's way uh, tells me not to do certain things, then I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to submit to the plan and the purpose of God for my life. I want to tell you, God's word for your life is the plan and the purpose for God for your life, right here. When you submit to God completely, he's, He takes up authority in your life. That's why repentance is so powerful. Amen. When you come to an altar of repentance 
and you make a U-turn and you say, I'm no longer going to live the way that I lived. I'm dying out to myself. It's a powerful experience. It's conversion. Amen. You're, you're, God it takes up residence. All of a sudden, he, he, he settles upon your life with his authority and with his power and with his word. And he wants to help you make it the right way. Somebody say amen. Somebody say submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Paul said it this way. Those things you yield your members' servants to obey, that's whose servant you are to that which you obey. Right? Whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto life. Amen. Decisions are important. You know, we can, we can lift our hands in the church and we can say, I love you, Jesus. And it not mean anything. Come on, we can have just words come out of our mouth and it not, it, it not you know what means something? Action. You know what means something? When we get sick and tired of our lives being wrecked by hell. And we make up our mind, I'm going to submit my life to God. Amen. I'm going to submit every, every word that I speak, every thought that I think, everything I put my hand to do. I'm going to submit it to God. I'm going to submit myself to the plan and the purpose of God. Amen. Make a, make a decision to do that and resist the devil. For some of us, it's just, uh, it's, it's going to take one time. For others, it might take a couple times. But when you're placed in temptation, somebody say temptation. How many know the Lord, the Bible says the Lord tempts no man. But we are tempted when we're drawn away by our own lusts and enticed. Right? So that thing that's on the inside of us that we want to try to fulfill, that, that, that emptiness or that desire on the inside of us, there's something out there that wants to help you fulfill that desire. And it will tempt you with what you desire. But it will never bring satisfaction. It will only bring death. So when you're tempted, let me say tempted. You have to recognize. I'm being tempted. I'm trying to teach somebody tonight how to war because there's people. You're, you're falling prey to, to, to the enemy and you don't even know what, why it's happening the way it's happening or what you're dealing with. You are in spiritual warfare. The enemy's trying to destroy your life, but at the same time, God's trying to save it. Resist the devil. Okay? You have to set in your mind... That you're not going to do what that temptation is wanting you to do. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. I'm not doing it. Somebody say, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Submit yourself to God. God will give you the power to overcome every temptation. If you purpose in your mind that you're going to war against it. Come on. I'm not just going to resist it. That word resist means I'm going to take up warfare against it. I'm going to take up warfare against the thing that's trying to get me to, to fulfill this temptation. Come on. I'm going to take up warfare against it. That means I'm going to change my mind toward it. I'm going to start hating it. I'm going to start warring against it. Every aspect of it in my life. Every aspect, if it's addiction, every aspect of addiction, I'm going to start warring against it. Warring against the feelings. Warring against the crowd. Warring against uh, the, the, the temptation. Warring against the, 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 the places and the, the people in my life that bring it about. Come on. I'm going to start warring against it. Somebody say Fight. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you because all he, he has no power over us, only what we allow him to have. 
Peter said it this way. He walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That word may right there, that, that denotes permission. He's got to have permission to wreck your life. He says, Hey, Anthony, can I come in, please? Little pig, little pig, let me in. By the hair of your chinny, chin, chin. If only it was that easy. But when he comes, he comes in an appealing attire. Come on. More subtle than any beast of the field. Coming to try to twist God's word to get you to acquiesce to his desires and what he wants you to do and what he wants to fulfill in your life. And at some point in your life, you've got to take up warfare against those things that are trying to kill you. Somebody say, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. And he'll flee from you. He will leave. You know, throughout my walk, my, the years of walking with God, uh, I've, had, I've had ups and downs. I have, I have not been perfect by any stretch. Um, I strive to be perfect. Amen. I strive to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith I'm called. Amen. I take it serious. Amen. Every day of my life, I have a choice. Amen. But th there's, been, there's, been, there's been ups and, ups and downs. And... Uh, it's, it's amazing to me. The devil never gives up. He never gives up. I have trampled on him so many times. There'll be, there'll be times that, that even now that he'll try to bring things back into my life that I have conquered me and the Lord. Because he understands all it takes is for me to open the door and put my hand to do it. Come on, somebody. And now, because every seed of sin brings with it death, regardless, if I, if I submit to it, it's going to wreck something. And there will be times where... I'll be driving down the road and there'll be a thought come in my mind of dang it, I'll be like, what? Where in the world did that come from? You know what I'm talking about? And I'll say, no, devil. Come on, my mind submitted to the plan and the purpose of, I say it out loud. I pray it in my truck when I'm working, wherever it comes at me. If I'm laying in bed and I wake up from a dream of something from days gone by, I say, not now, devil. No way, that part of me's gone. It's dead and buried. I take authority over this thought in the name of Jesus. It will not go one step further in my life. Amen. I won't put my hand to it. I refuse to put my hand to it. Because if I put my hand to it, I'm submitting to it. But if I refuse to put my hand to it, I am submitting to the plan and the purpose of God. And you can't do both. You can't do both. One or the other. You're either for me or you're against me. Those that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Come on, they may think they're for me, but they're not for me. If they're not living for me, if they're not living every day for me, if they're not submitted to me, submitted to the plan and the purpose, the word of God in their life, if they're not submitted to obedience uh, of living out the word for their life, uh, obeying the commandments of God, walking in love, if they're not living that way, they are not God's children.
Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Somebody say, humble yourself. It's your job. Elbow your neighbor and tell them it's your job. I want you to hear this. Everybody needs to listen to me. I'm almost done. Jesus saith unto them, Matthew 21, 42 through 45. Put it up here. Jesus saith unto them, Did you never read in the scriptures? I want you to see it. Is anybody else hot? I don't usually sweat when I preach. I'm sweating. Matthew 21, 42. Jesus saith unto them, Jesus saith unto them, did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof. He's telling the Jews, I'm going to take what was supposed to be yours because you're not understanding who I am. Right? You don't understand that the stone that has become the head of the corner who the builders rejected. Come on, I'm going to take the kingdom from you because you're not producing the right fruit. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. And when the chief priests and Pharisees has heard his parables, they perceived that he spake of them. Well, they were right. Glory. <laughs> Going to do it again? I want to dance. <laughs> hey, man, you're fine. What's the concept? What's the principle? If you don't humble yourself, if you don't humble yourself, that stone's going to fall on you. And if that stone falls on you and grinds you to powder, guess what? There's nothing left. If you fall on it, yeah, you're going to be broken. Come on. There's going to be, there's going to be some, some, some things that, that he's going to do in your world, some changes that he's going to make in your life. But if that rock falls on you, I don't want that rock to fall on me. Amen. I want to I wanna fall on the rock. I want to fall on the, the throne of grace. Come on, how many know he said we could come boldly before the throne of grace that we might find grace to help, mercy in the time of need. Amen. We have access to the throne of God right now that we can fall on the grace and the mercy of God and he will receive us. How many know he will receive us? Stand with me all around the building. I have so many notes. What happens when we humble ourselves before God?
an atmosphere of humility. It always invites the presence of the Lord. Always invites the presence of God. He said, the ones that I look to will be those that are of a broken and a contrite spirit and who tremble at my word. Everybody on the earth, whether they know it or not, they're going to look to him. Everybody on the planet, great and small, from the least to the greatest, whether they realize it or not or know it or not, they're going to look to God. They're going to look to Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. When he says, for of him and through him and to him are all things. For God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Somebody say every knee, every tongue. I don't care what nation, what kindred, what ethnicity. I don't care if it's a, in a jungle on the backside of Africa somewhere. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And every life will give an account before God. Whether they believe it or not, whether they know it or not, does, doesn't matter. They're going to give an account before God. Uh, they, 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 they might scoff at us. They might laugh at us. They, they, might, they might call us fanatics or, or idiots. Come on, preaching the gospel, getting loud and getting emotional over the songs of Zion and over the word of God. But I want to tell you, the preaching of the crosses to the world is foolishness. But unto us, which are saved... It's the power of God. And that pleased him through the foolishness of preaching to save those that are lost. God forbid that we would leave this place tonight with a call of God upon our hearts and spirits. That we would walk out in the opposite direction of where God wants you to go and continue to walk down the same path, having been preached to, having been told the outcome of that life. You will be doubly responsible. But the grace and the mercy of God is only an arm's length away. He said, if you humble yourself under my mighty hand, you know, I can humble you if I want to. I can hurt you if I want to. I can destroy your life if I want to. If I deemed it was over today, it would be over from this moment. It would be gone and you would be into eternity. That's how much power he has. But there he has so much mercy and so much love for his people. And he tarries. And he waits. And he works. And he pulls. And he draws. And he loves. And it's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It's the hand and the, the gentle blessing of the Lord pulling on us and working with us that leads us to an altar of repentance. Come on. There is a spirit of the fear of the Lord in this house. It's settled upon this congregation. Come on. Why don't you lift your hands unto God and just pray to him right now. Lord, I'm yours. I'm yours. Lord, I'm yours. Lord, I'm yours. Lord, I'm yours. Jesus, Jesus, Hold on, hold on, babe. got to read you one scripture. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the street. She crieth in the chief place of concourse. 
in the openings of the gates. In the city, she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Come on. He's saying, turn you at my reproof. Turn at my correction. Turn at my bidding. Turn at my beckoning. And behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But you have set at not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me. But I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. I'm going to tell you right now, there's only so much preaching. Come on, there's only so much teaching. There's only so much correction that God will loose to us and try to give us. But if we refuse it, if we refuse to turn, if we refuse to change, He'll let us go. And when that evil day comes upon you, having known that God has given you multiple opportunities with mercy and grace in His plan for you, in that day of destruction, He says, I will not hear them call for me. Because I gave them ample opportunity. Man, I don't know about anybody else in the building, but that scares me. That there can come a time where I've heard it so many times and I turn it off and I refuse to turn. Mm. God forbid. God forbid. But as God is my witness, come on, His love is available tonight. His mercy is available tonight. Come on, you've heard the word of the Lord go forth. You've felt the unction of the Spirit of God. You've felt the pulling of the voice of God and the Spirit of God upon your life. You've felt it. You know that I'm talking to you. You know that I'm, that I'm reaching for you right now. I want you to climb out of that seat, run down to this altar, and just begin to pray unto Him. Every person, under the sound of my voice, you don't want that to be you. Come on. I don't want to turn away from your reproof. I want to turn towards you, God. I don't want to reject your voice in my life, God. I want to change in my life. I'm going to turn towards you. I'm not going to resist your voice. I'm going to turn toward your voice. Come on, let that be in our hearts right now. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.